the A to Z Sports powered uh, by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. We are Nashville's on-demand sports.network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they make it happen for you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new car, make them a car, part of your car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And right here where we are today, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. I mean, that game had to be – It was. I was talking this morning with Dave, the lead PT here at Bone & Joint. It was the ugliest game for the Tennessee Titans since – the 21-0 loss to the Ravens where Moriarty got sacked 11 times. That's what I thought. It was that's it felt like that type of day, kind of from the get-go. The Titans couldn't get stops on, on defense early on that led to a 12-0 deficit. Then the Titans defense locks down. But mistakes up and down the roster, not just with Tannehill and the four interceptions, but Marcus Johnson dropped a kickoff return. Roger Saffold has a false start on fourth and two that makes you punt instead of go for it. Uh, Chester Rogers has the punt go off of his heel. I mean, it was just it was just a comedy of errors for the Titans yesterday, and ends up with an embarrassing loss. Um, I think a worse loss would probably be Denver. You remember the switch of actual, that's true. That, that's sixteen nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that that kind of rings to mind. Carolina was also a bad one, uh, but Denver they didn't score a single point, right? So uh, they've had worse losses, but. I think to this team and to the Texans team of what they represent and where they are in their season, I think, and where the Titans are in their season, right? I think mm -hmm. it goes twofold to that. Uh, this is a Mike Vrabel problem. I think it's a, a Titans problem. And I look, it, is it fixable? Uh, you know, I, I think they still have weeks to prove their value and worth in the AFC, but this is not a great way in the middle of the season to represent all of the talk surrounding your franchise of how good you are, how big of wins, how tough of stretches you've gotten through, and then all of a sudden you lay an egg at home mm -hmm. to the Houston Texans, which is a divisional game. And look, that, that doesn't help things. I know in the cause you have two wins over the Indianapolis Colts, but they're surging. They beat the Bills yesterday, and they look like one of the hottest teams in the AFC with their win streak uh, heading in towards the the back half of the season not a great win or not a great loss yesterday for the Tennessee Titans no it, the conference game uh losing a conference game in a divisional game obviously hurts because whenever you're looking at the graphics of a, you know who has the best shot to get the bye week in the AFC conference losses will be a factor and now the Titans have two conference losses two conference losses to the Jets and to the Texans I mean two of the worst teams in your conference you've lost to it, it's in but you've beaten uh, some of the best teams. Uh, Good thing they don't have Detroit on their schedule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they know the Jags coming up, and they beat the Jags once already, but the Jags are also really bad. So uh, he, I'm not sure really how to, to, to feel about this because as ugly as that game was, the Titans are a shell of themselves. Players 83 and 84 took the field yesterday this season with Hilliard at running back, and Derek Roberson making his season debut at outside linebacker. The Titans are now, if I'm correct, have tied 
uh, last year's Niners and the 2019 Dolphins for the most players played in a season just through 11 games with six games left. They're going to shatter that. We know that. But it's this this team is is kind of broken right now. And I'm not sure if yesterday's loss was a foreshadowing of what's going to happen over the next month and a half leading up to the playoffs because the Titans are going to make the playoffs. It's going to be really, really difficult and a bottoming out for them to miss the playoffs at this point for the work they did earlier. But, I mean, you also think it's a bad day. Everything went wrong that could have gone wrong. Uh, they, are, they are much better than what we saw Sunday. Well, they're better, but I think the issue is they can't win with the players that they currently have, right? I mean, we, we talk about the injuries. Uh, I, that, that's not something that we're just glossing over. That is a, a real fact. But John Robinson signed the players that are playing, right? I mean, it's not just, you know, the, the, the secondary guys. You know, Ferkser has not been able to step up in a role that you thought that he would be able to, right? Because of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones's injury, who which you've gone all in on this past offseason to head into the season, you've gone wide receiver heavy, something that you haven't done in a long time in the structure of a fr- in the franchise's offense. And now you're looking around and you're relying on a guy named Des Fitzpatrick in which you drafted and then cut. Yeah, You drafted him, then you cut him. Then you asked him, hey, do you want to come back for a lesser salary? Yeah, for yeah, right. Because yeah, he lost. That's the crazy thing about Des Fitzpatrick. He lost that rookie contract by getting cut. And, and we Which saw some of the reasons why he got cut yesterday. Yes. Granted, he had a touchdown catch, but, you know, I, that's what you're paid to do. But overall, he struggles. Uh, and we saw that in training camp. Des Fitzpatrick struggles with above the shoulders, knowing where to be. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Tyrod Taylor, or um, um, Taewon Taylor, Taewon excuse Taylor, me. Yes. Uh, Tyrod was running in the end zone yesterday, but Taewon Taylor, he couldn't figure out where he needed to be, and he wasn't reliable. I think Ryan Tannehill, and we'll discuss this later on in the show, I think that affected his stat line and the outcome of the, the game yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. they got big problems on the offensive side of the football. Uh, yeah, they, they do. Here's the good thing, and we'll talk about one positive. This is not necessarily my positive, but the good thing is the Titans' defense is still good. The Titans' defense was you know, letting up some plays for Tyrod Taylor early in that game, but I think the Titans' defense played well enough to win the game yesterday, but the Titans offense put them in bad situations over and over and over where the Texans had first and goal from inside the eight twice yesterday and got 10 free points out of it where the Titans defense saved you some points by forcing a field goal after Tannehill's first interception. And really things were going well before Tannehill's first interception. Sure. It was three, nothing. The Texans scored on their opening drive, but Ryan Tannehill's first INT ruined what was a really nice looking drive by the Titans on their second possession of the game. They had five carries for 41 yards. That's an average of 8.2 a carry. Adrian Pearson had double-digit runs twice. Foreman got going. Hilliard got going. Then A.J. Brown had two first-down conversions in 21 yards. Then it was third and six, and Ryan Tannehill forced it to A.J. Brown on a slant and missed the linebacker from the Texans, and off to the races he went, and all of a sudden it was 6 nothing. And from there on out, the Titans went three and out again, and then it was 12 nothing. The Titans couldn't get anything going offensively. They got stopped on a fourth down uh, because they were 0 for 3 in short yardage runs in the first half yesterday, including that fourth down where they got stuffed. Adrian Peterson wasn't even close on that play. So there's a lot of issues. But here's the first question we want to get to. 
is the Titans lost to the Texans yesterday a Titans issue or is it just the NFL? Because we've seen this. The Bills lose to the Jags. The Ravens lose to the Dolphins. There's a bunch of the Titans lost to the Jets. There's a bunch of situations out there. But is this uh, a Titans lost to the Texans a Titans issue or is it another example of this is just how the NFL works? I think it's a good question. It was brought up yesterday in our post-game so, show, so shout out that commenter that brought that to fruition because I, I, we kind of doubled down. We talked about it a little bit on our post-game show, but we want to get you guys involved and ask you the question. So comment in the comment section, is this Titans loss to the Texans yesterday a Titans issue or is this just the NFL, as Austin kind of alluded to? It does happen. I mean, weird, crazy things. The Steelers tie to the Detroit Lions <laughs> because they don't have their starting <laughs> yes, quarterback, yes, yes. right? It, so, so it's weird, right? Yeah. And the NFL, that's kind of what makes the NFL great is the parody because mm -hmm. it does kind of get back down to center. But we want to know what you guys think. So comment in the comments. Yeah, we'll read your comments here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. That's where we're live this morning. It's a great spot. And unfortunately, like the Titans, injuries happen in life. Uh, and so whenever you get hurt, you got to know who to trust and who to go to. That's right here in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. they got a great staff, uh, top to bottom, whenever it comes to servicing what you need to get to get right back to health, boneandjointtn.org. And if you check out on our social media, we are giving away with Bone and Joint a pair of tickets to the Vols Vandy game on Saturday. So if you want to make your Thanksgiving weekend capped off with the Tennessee game, in Knoxville, you just go to our social media. You can enter to win uh, on how on how, enter for a chance to win those pair of tickets to Tennessee and Vandy on Saturday in Knoxville. Thanks to the Bone and Joint Institute here, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You see that on Austin's shirt. Download the app today for new users. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 by using the promo code ATOZ Sports. You can't beat that. They're hooking you up. Austin and I, I know you use that app this weekend. I use that app this weekend. Yep. You should download it to your Android or your iPhone in the App Store today. All right, reading some answers uh, from you guys. Is this loss to the Texans a Titans issue, or is it just the NFL? And Jonathan asked any word on AJ's injury. No, we just know that he was uh, questionable to return with a chest, and then he did not return. Jarrell says, uh, Titans issue, those injuries, we're going to get, a, get the Titans eventually. Jay says, playing down or up to the competition is the issue, which you could say falls in the category of if that's the NFL. Um, Brandon says, the Titans have issues with the below 500 teams. Uh, Brian says, Titans needed a healthy wide receiver. Uh, Mark says, says, Titans issue, it's happened twice now. Rich says, it's an NFL thing. Rich says... Uh, two riches back to back. Uh, just bad football yesterday. I don't think the weather helped either. Titans could have won that game 13 to 12. The Chester Rogers muff was a game changer. That's a good point because I don't think the Texans offense was going to do much at all, except they were gifted first and goal at the five and Tyrod Taylor with a second rushing touchdown of the game made it 19 uh, to nothing instead of 12 to nothing. I think Rich uh, has a point there with the Titans the Titans gave that game away. So, Zach, how do you how do you answer this question? Is this a Titans issue or an example of this is how the NFL works? What are the Titans wanting to do this season? What's their goal? I mean, go to the Super Bowl, right? Yes. I think this is a Titanic issue because that is their bar. 
this is not the nine and seven teams, right? Like this is not that year. This is not four years ago. You have your pieces that you and in the NFL, we all we we do know that injuries occur, right? You can't. That is that's something that you can't just be like, oh well, poor poor us. Mike Vrabel knows that it's next man up. This is a Titans problem. A team like the Titans has no business losing to the Texans at this stage in this course of the year. They were a one-win team. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Eight-game losing streak. They Not even the Lions had an eight-game losing streak at that point. Like, they tied. <laughs> like, that, I think this is Mike Vrabel. You talk about that mistake. That was a mistake that, that Chester Rogers did. Yes. Get the hell out of there. I mean, they're, they're, or fair catch it. Like you're taught these things, right? This punt return. These special teams are special. I mean, there's three facets of football. We all know that offense, defense, and special teams. And they all three can lose you a football game if they're not executed correctly. And to what you said in the commenter, that singular play, because it wasn't coached correctly and the player didn't execute. I, mean, I don't think this it is was coached incorrectly. I just think the player, that was a player error. Like Chester Rogers has had plenty of examples where he knows what he's how he's being coached to be a punt returner. That play was not a coaching issue. That was a mental error by Chester Rogers, the player. Well, mental errors can be coached correctly, so they don't have okay. mental errors. Well, now, I think it all. I, don't, I think it all comes back on on the coaching staff. Like that. That's who I look. And and obviously Ryan Tannehill. We'll talk about him later in the show, but. This is a type of game, Austin, where we went into it knowing that you have the best team in the AFC. Let me repeat that. Yes. The best team in the AFC against the worst team in the AFC. Correct? I have my opinions on that because the Titans had the best record in the AFC. They were the best team in the AFC. The Zach, that's what, Keish, I, I will that's say, what Keyshawn was shouting but, about. But Zach, uh, apparently, but you guys thought, ripped Keyshawn's head off this past week for saying what he said. Again, I wasn't on that show, but now it seems like, uh, I mean, those are straight facts, homie. That was the best team in the AFC. Oh, no, no, no. And they were fa- they were facing the worst team in the AFC. <laughs> This but, should but have where, never where, have occurred. Where where I'm where Keyshawn was wrong is because he wasn't taught he didn't give anything to back it up. He was just going on style points and box score scouting with the tights. Well, he, he ended was, up being correct. No, no, again, like the injuries are why the Titans had the best record, but not the best team. Because we talked about this. They didn't they didn't have their, their top tight end, Jeff Swain, who has actually been playing pretty well over the last several weeks. They're without their two inside linebackers. They're without Nate Davis, the right guard. They're without their third down running back and Jeremy McNichols, who's been very reliable this season. Uh, they were without. But their who, other running back stepped up in his they're, place. They're without their other starting cornerback. Yeah, but again, like these, all these things, they're without Julio Jones. Then, then but they were without Julio happened? Jones when Keyshawn said that. Then, then what happened? AJ got hurt twice. Marcus Johnson got hurt. So now you remove their top three wide receivers. Plus Josh Reynolds wanted out. You get rid of that. So now you're relying on their their fifth, sixth, and seventh wide receiver coming into the season. And so that it's that's the what worst I say, team in the AFC. I understand that. At home. If, you're you're I, at home. You have the luxury of being in Nissan Stadium. You slept in your own bed this week. You didn't have to travel. You're at home. You're supposed to win your home game. But again, my point is like. That the Titans, the Titans that took the field yesterday had the best record by their logo. 
but they were not the best team in the AFC that took the field yesterday. You should never lose to the worst team statistically and realistically Zach, Zach, and literally in the AFC. Zach, I am not excusing the loss. But that's why I say this is a Titans problem because there's too much separation between who the Titans were heading into yesterday's home game and who the Texans were heading into yesterday's away game for them. That's where I'm at because it, that, that's inexcusable. These type of it losses is, I, do, do not happen. And I did a little research, okay. Austin. The last three – and what did we start this conversation with? What is the goal of the Tennessee Titans? To make the Super Bowl. The last three Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots, never had this bad of a loss during their Super Bowl season. How, how do you describe this bad of a loss? This late in the season okay. to a team that is one and eight, now okay. two and eight. Right. That's how I describe how bad they were. Right. But again, the Titans are used their 83rd and 84th player on the season in that game. In I week believe 11. I believe that is an excuse, not if, a reason. How was that? Dude, yesterday during the game, I was complaining about Todd Downing's play calls, and you kept telling me, well, he doesn't have the players to execute. So it's an so it's a so it's a reason. For Todd Downing's bad play calls, but now today on the air, you're telling me no. that that's an excuse? Did they lose the game? Yes, they lost the game. They lost the game. I, I, I when did I tell you that? During the game? What? They, I, I'm I'm complaining about play calls. They had, they they ended up losing the game. Okay, okay. So you're moving, had, you're moving the target. I'm not moving the target. They hadn't lost the game. They hadn't done what I said that but no three Super Bowl, the last three Super Bowl champions <laughs> have not. Did Zach. not do during their Super Bowl season what the Titans did yesterday. Uh, but again, the players were not out there to, to execute the calls. The calls are bad. The players that were filling the calls, in. the players, the coaches. I mean, it's all of them that you don't lose to the Texans. I mean, it's as simple as that. Well, they, they did. So here's what I think I think the Titans injury situation is unprecedented. Truly, it really is. I mean, they, they've already tied, if not beaten, the record for most players playing in a season, and they have six more games to go. That is unreal. It is ridiculous the rate of injury uh, that the Titans are under right now, where they're losing guys left and right all over the place. They, they have zero depth anymore when, when I thought they had a lot of depth coming into the season, but your depth can't all become your starters and then have your depth get hurt. This is an NFL issue. It, it shows you that. If you have uh, this many key injuries out, guys that are hurt, guys that can't play, that are paid the bigger dollars, then you can get beat by any team uh, that takes the field. That The Titans, while they had the best record in the AFC, and still do have the best record in the AFC, were not the best team in the AFC because of the status of the roster. That is the NFL for you. The NFL is a war of attrition. And they just made it even longer while practicing were and preaching. Were you saying that prior to the Texans game? I wasn't. So I'm asking you: Were you saying this prior to the Texans game? I mean, yeah. I think at, most of the talk last week was, "Oh my gosh, how are the Titans doing this with 82 guys that have played in the first 10 games and all the different scenarios that they've been able to go find Dylan Cole, they've been able to go find all these guys that step up that you've never heard of that have made plays." But now again. In the game yesterday, you lose A.J., you lose Marcus Johnson, you lose Naquan Jones, 
You lose other guys. Jackrabbit can't go because he has a chest injury. Somehow Jeremy McNichols goes and does a radio hit with 3HL in person on Tuesday, but in concussion protocol on Wednesday. Things just keep popping up out of nowhere. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't understand how these guys are getting hurt at this rate. It seems like hamstring injuries are growing on trees. So I, I've, I've stated my opinion based on I want you to react to this. Okay. You saying it's just the NFL, but they lost to the worst team in the AFC. Like, granted, they're not the best team in the AFC. I think that was proven, yeah, right? What's yes? But you should never lose to the worst team in the AFC. The Texans couldn't win a game. Like, they, they couldn't score yeah, on the road. Yeah, they literally could not it's, score a touchdown right. on the road. But reality, what's the, the the I hate cliches, and any given Sunday is one of those that just irks me. But it's true. Because when your team is this beat up, like the Titans are, you're not in the eight and two team that got to that point. You should never lose to the one and eighteen. But that's what happens in the NFL. But not no, Zach. It doesn't. Why? Why it the doesn't, that, That's a, that. You can lose to maybe a four win team, maybe slightly a, a below five hundred team, Austin. Rarely, if you're competing for a Super Bowl, do you lose to the worst team in the conference. And they've kind of done that twice because of the Jets earlier in the year. Right. And what happened in the Jets game? Why did you think why did you say the Titans lost the Jets game? Is because Julio and AJ were out. That's that's you've said that several times on several different shows across several weeks. The reason why they lost the Jets game is because two wide receivers, Julio and AJ, were not playing. They didn't have experience without them. And they thought they thought they could just roll in this New team, York. This team was more decimated. Than that, game. but they didn't think that they could roll Look, into Nashville. The reason, and do this. the reason why the Titans lost the game yesterday is because they had five turnovers. That's the reason why they lost the game, not because. But again, that's how the NFL works. If your roster it, roster is decimated by injury, it allows for a flip of the coin type stuff to happen and a downpour of rain where everything went wrong. And the, and look, Roger Saffold had a key mistake. Marcus Johnson dropped the kickoff. Chester Rogers with a bad turnover on a punt. Ryan Tannehill, four interceptions. Like that, it, it just a bunch. Christian Fulton had a bad pass interference penalty. Like even your that good is players. a recipe. That is a recipe for a loss. But I'm more looking towards who the Texans are. And here, here's the other thing that I'll say before we move forward. I do think this was going to be a problem once Derrick Henry went down. I think the identity of their offense. I think their defense is sustained pretty well, right? I mean, they've they've the defense gave up less than two hundred yards. They've they've stepped up in ways that I don't think anybody saw. Yeah. But without Derrick Henry, they got stripped of their identity, and I don't think Mike Vrabel or Todd Downing I, 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 has I believe... done, have, have done a good job of being able to adjust. And what is the NFL about? It's about adjustments. Adapt right? or die. Right? You yes. adapt. Well, and yesterday they they died. They they were they were dead out in there in the rain, and and that's where I think that this is not going to be the last struggle. I mean, they got the Patriots this week. Oh yeah, I mean it's going to be. I, and and they, and this is what happens though when you build your, I, I think when you build your offense around a singular player that's not a quarterback. This well, is what happens. But again, it's not that they, they they don't have anybody. Like they don't have their like yesterday, 
when it mattered, when the Titans were down, they had Ryan Tannehill's been the one. I would actually, I might give a project to one of our guys, Adam Holt, to see if he can count up how many Titans players have been available in all 11 games because it's not that much. It's like Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, who have all missed time because of injury, David Questenberry, and Ryan Tannehill. It's like those three guys are the only dudes, four guys who have been the only guys on offense that have sustained through 11 games. Everything else has been a rotating, revolving door of just another guy. Because you're out there with no Derrick Henry, no Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown, no Marcus Johnson, no Jeff Swain, no Mick Nichols. If you really think about it, that's the offense, removing the quarterback. That's your, your skill players, your top six skill players all year are those six guys. And they didn't have a single one. Of them. Well, and is it their own fault that when they traded for Julio Jones, they knew they were getting an aging player that had injury history? I the mean, the weird the, I'm, I'm asking, this is a question. It's, is it their own fault? Because he's showing you exactly uh, what he did last year, right? Like, yeah, this is, this is, this is not, oh my gosh, Julio Jones. He's not out there. This is so unlike him. I mean, the, this is a trend. But I guess you, at, while doing that, you never trade. You have to be aware that Julio Jones, 32 year old, had a hamstring injury last year. What? Needs but to when be they like. traded for Julio Jones, that also had a trickle down effect and disrupted. And I will say this: it upset uh, Josh Reynolds. Well, but Josh Reynolds wasn't any good. But like, let's just be honest, because I did see, I, I did see. Uh, Never mind, that was my computer. I did see that uh, somebody said that, Andrew, they also cut a wide receiver who could have helped. Josh Reynolds wasn't helping you guys. Josh Reynolds wasn't any good. He was hurt all, all summer, and he was unable to do anything uh, substantial when he was on the field. Josh Reynolds was not going to help you. I'd, I'd rather roll with Nick Westbrook-Akine and Chester Rogers out there. Now, the, the problem is, when you trade for Julio Jones, you look pretty stacked. In August, you're like, trying to find guys you had to cut because you had AJ, Julio, Johnson, Rogers, NWI. Uh, who else on my list? I mean, Josh Reynolds was there as your fifth guy. And then Cam Batson, he tore his ACL. Uh, so you've got a, a, you had a really, really good group of wide receivers. And now you're out for five of them. You're literally out. You've lost five wide receivers that I just named, including Josh Reynolds, who wasn't going to help you anyway. It's absurd of the injuries that this team has gone through. All right, let's move forward to the real problem yesterday, which was Ryan Tannehill's performance, yes. right? I mean, uh, that's not something that you envision happening. I mean, it hasn't happened, right? Since, that was his career high in interceptions in a game. Right. So he, not even Miami Tannehill. Well, that's that. why I said that's why I said that was his worst game of his career. Uh, that didn't help you in yesterday's game. And we're going to hear from Ryan Tannehill. You know, I, I think – Ryan Tannehill has has been a leader on this team. I don't think that we can deny that. And I think he's a stand-up individual. I think that uh, he had a very bad performance. And we'll hear what Ryan Tannehill said after the game and after the Titans lost to the Texans yesterday. Yeah, but first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. So go check them out. And it's a perfect time to try Mandu because – holiday season you're about to get really busy but you don't want to eat all this food and then lose your fitness routine and then have to start all over january 1st but if you go to mandu you save time and you gain efficiency and they can help you achieve your fitness goals mandu.com your first workout is absolutely free and if you tell them a to z sports sent you they'll take 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up right there at mandu.com a to z sports powered by 
BetMGM as we broadcast live from the Bone and Joint Institute right here in Franklin, state-of-the-art facility. BetMGM, download the app today and use the promo code ATOZ Sports. It will hook you up with a risk-free $1,000 bet for new users right there at BetMGM. All right, let's play the Ryan Tannehill conversation when he was asked by John Glennon initially about what happened with the interceptions. Uh, was there a communication issue? And here's what Tannehill had to say. There's a couple other questions that we'll get in here after that also. Today, uh, Thursday, Des, I know you guys haven't had a lot of time together. Was that a situation maybe where there are some miscommunications on those, some some routes that were, that were different? Yeah, I'm not going to get into the details of everything. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it all falls squarely upon me, and I have to be better. Well, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, uh, turnovers, turnover on downs. Um, we just penalties. We, we shot ourselves in the foot all day, and, um, and we got to be better. And it starts with me. The route stuff, Ryan, on, on the first one in particular, were there any points there where they fooled you with the coverage or anything, or they were giving you a look you didn't expect? No, no, there was no no fooling there. Um, just got to be better. So there was Ryan Tannehill yesterday with a lot of questions about his interceptions and what went wrong. I mean, he, <laughs> Steven, Steven, you're getting to love the show. He yeah. does kind of look like vanilla. I mean, ice. boy band Tannehill. He's been a, he, that's what he looked. That's how he dresses. I don't, he's got, he usually has a, a, a solid bottom layer with some type of unzipped sweater and on top of it. It's got to be his time in Miami. Chain, in a chain. I yeah. think he was influenced. He went from college state, station all of a sudden. He was thrown into the South Beach lifestyle. Maybe. I think yeah, that's I mean, the swag. That's 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 Ryan Tannehill. Look, and I don't know. I mean, it's not – I couldn't pull that off. I mean, I'm not rocking a chain. I can't do that. I mean, he's got the gel in the hair too. But, again, that's Ryan Tannehill. So, somebody did mention that uh, – uh, let's see. Where was that comment? Uh, G-Man says, that's the easy answer, quote, all on me. doesn't really answer the question. And Ryan Tannehill said that he's not going to get into specifics about scheme, about who messed up that led to the interception. Because Ryan Tannehill, as you mentioned before we played that, uh, the leader in Ryan Tannehill is not going to throw wide receiver well, X well, under the bus. Bruce Arias does that every week. But he's the head coach. <laughs> the head coach can do that. The, the quarterback doesn't. That's there's, there's, Do you understand? Do you agree I, with that? I think, that uh, I think he could have, and there's a way to do that, go into a little bit of the specifics on why he was as, as bad as he was. But he, he chose not to do that. That's his. Well, because because the he could have said he could have said the rain made the ball really wet and it was hard to throw. And then people would have jumped all over him for making excuses. He could have said that, well, you know, Des Fitzpatrick ran the wrong route and he was supposed to read the defense this way. He misread the defense, so therefore he ran the ran the wrong route that led to my bad throw that looked like an interception. Yeah, because, uh, he, but he could he but again, you're, like, you're giving examples of what he could have done. Yes, he could have said, "Look, but then, I've got to get on the same page of my my wide receivers that I haven't had a lot of work with, but I've got to make better throws down the field." He could have gone into specifics, but instead, he just says, "It's all on me." He chose to do that. That's okay. I mean, I'm, but but you don't sit there and say, "Hell, he he didn't want he couldn't have done that. He could have. He chose not to to go into the specifics. That's his prerogative. He chose to do that. But as a as having the worst game of his professional career yesterday against the worst team in the AFC. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. The worst team in the AFC. That's who they were. That's who the Texans were. That's who they represented yesterday. And he played his worst game. I mean, what do you think about that, Austin? Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I, I was trying to go through and look at, like, what – because 
Tannehill threw a couple, he made a couple bad decisions. He's made bad decisions throughout the season. The first interception was a bad decision where he was, he missed the linebacker. And on several of his interceptions this year, he has missed a player. Like he told us that he did not see Jalen Ramsey in his interception against LA on Sunday night football. He told us that he could not see, he clearly did not see the linebacker yesterday undercutting AJ Brown on the first INT. On some of the other INTs, the, one of them specifically where he threw to Des Fitzpatrick, the TV broadcast picked up Tannehill making hand motions at Des on the sideline, and Des, you know, shaking and nodding, yeah, 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 I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you. Where clearly there no, was, no, 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 clearly there was a a mistake of communication there. And so, like I said yesterday, but if that, that that was the reason. And again, Ryan Tannehill chose not to say any of that. But if those were the reasons, that's a a, a communication issue. That should have been resolved during the week. Right. But when Des fits and look, I mean, that's why you do this all week. Yes. But again, <laughs> I mean, what, you, have, you have literally all week, 24 hours a day to get on the same page of the guys that are going to be out there. But I mean, when the Titans are, job. but Zach, like, and that's, that, that's certainly happening in the meeting rooms for the Titans, but we have to remember what the Titans are doing on Wednesdays. They're really not practicing much. They're doing walkthrough and jogthroughs because they don't have enough healthy bodies to get that. That's just the that's just the reality. So you're saying they've got to be doing this all week to get prepared? Yes, but they're not able to do that at a typical speed on the field. But they're having to rely but, on. But this is rooms. guys not knowing what routes are. And when you get to a rookie wide receiver who is not good enough to make your team and sit on the practice squad for the first nine weeks of the season, and he's in the game. And, and you're relying on rookie Des Fitzpatrick to make an on-the-fly read on some, maybe it's an option route. Where, I heard Kevin Dyson talk about this on the Zones post-game uh, talk yesterday, that maybe Des misread what the safeties was doing, and he was supposed to curl up on one of the interceptions. Instead, Des continued down the field. Ryan Tannehill reads it as the curl needs to happen, so he throws to the curl spot interception. Now, on the on the – on the one interception that was after NWI caught the 46-yard pass to get down there, right? Next play, interception. That was the wrong throw by Tannehill. Tannehill tried to throw to Dez on a short uh, underneath throw where the throw should have been the over-the-top, over-the-shoulder, drop-in-the-bucket type of throw. So maybe could have said that. He could have said that, but he's not, again. He, he chose not He to. chose and said that he is not going to get into specifics. It's on him. It's his responsibility. But that's what the commenter, that, the whole reason why we're talking about this is because the commenter said that. And it was a great comment. He says, all I'm hearing is it's on me. He's not saying anything. Which, which don't you want the quarterback to take responsibility no, for it? Well, I, yes. Yeah, of you, course, just of course I don't someone. want him to be like, it's not my fault. I don't think he's going to say that. And, and, but and, I do want, I do want some substance. Right, I think that's but, what, I think that's what I, fans I, I, are looking. I think looking. at this point in press conferences, we understand that you're not going to get much substance out of that. But <laughs> like, you're not after gonna... you lose to the worst team in the AFC, you need a little substance. But when you can say, hey, we played really well, well after you beat the Rams on, on prime time. Look, yes. But every we need a little I, substance. I, I truly believe what I'm about to say. Every interception tells its own story. Every interception has a different reason of why it happened and what went wrong to make it happen. The first one, strictly on Ryan Tannehill, did not see the linebacker pick, could almost pick six the other way. The others, I, I just explained the two Des ones. I think one's on Des. I think one's on Tannehill. 
And the the one to, they, where he was going looked like he was going towards Furcture at the end. That was the complete icing in the cake. I honestly need to watch that one a couple more times to really understand what would happen. That was a really bad. That, it, it, that one it was, was an extremely bad. That one was probably on Tannehill, and it was a probably like so, a desperation so type situation. Look, and Tannehill knows every play that. Of course like, he, he he's he is in the game. Yes. When you think, oh, maybe he doesn't for, remember that. That's wrong. Uh, Ryan Tannehill knows every single play of that game. All 52 attempts that he he put out there, he can tell you exactly, usually what coverage and what was going on. Sure. He could have said, hey, miscommunication on the wide receivers, the other three, but they he, were on Ryan Tannehill. Those were bad throws that I should have never which, have thrown. Which, I mean, he, he'd say, but he's not going to throw a rookie wide receiver under the bus. Not like, so. that's just not what he's going to do. I, I, like, did he, he addressed it's, it. It's called, it's called wide receiver miscommunication. It's not sitting here saying, this guy's an awful player. He should be cut tomorrow. He's not saying that. He's not going to do that. He's saying that, that like, it, when, it, was a, Zach, it was a wide you receiver. Have, Zach, you've watched and been to enough press conference where you know that teams, that coaches and players will never get into schematics when answering a question That's like that. That's not schematics. It is. No it, it, no, it is not. Okay. A broad saying of miscommunication is not scheme. That's now, wrong. If, if, that is incorrect. Here, okay, here's what, I, here's what I think. If it was one interception at the end of the game that cost the Titans, and that was the only interception that Tannehill threw, maybe Tannehill gets more in-depth about the one interception. But when he throws four, it's, you know what, it's completely on my shoulders. I messed it up. <laughs> when it's four, I think that's where you get the generic answer of, I'm going to cover all of them by saying, I was bad, it starts with me, I've got to be better. I can't do that for us to win a game. If it was one, maybe he gets deeper into it. So I'll ask you this question to see if you can answer it. What was the main reason, though? If if you 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 speak for Ryan Tannehill, you just did a little bit, but what was the main reason for Ryan Tannehill playing the worst game of his career? I think um, I think he is not comfortable. The I think the main reason, and he's thrown thirteen touchdowns and twelve picks this season in eleven games. You know how many picks he threw the last two years combined? Not even that. 13. Yeah. 13, the last two seasons combined, 12 this year. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's comfortable. I don't think he's really been that comfortable for the most of the year. Going back to Arizona, when he was getting smacked around, he's been sacked like the fourth most of any quarterback in the NFL. He's got guys fall apart all over the place. I don't think Todd Downing's very good. And I, I, I have a feeling tomorrow's going to be a big Todd Downing, what are you doing show. So be ready for that tomorrow because I'm going to come prepared. I think I think Ryan Tannehill is very uncomfortable in his situation right now. And yesterday it exploded and all came to the surface. Okay, I I, uh, I think that's an interesting take, and I think that there are I think there's some depth to that. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I can say a lot. Like I don't think he trusts his own line. He definitely doesn't trust his wide receivers that are out there. AJ's got drops when he's been healthy. Derrick Henry's gone. Todd Downing's new, and it's not working. I think this is an identity problem. I think this stems that is bigger than Ryan Tannehill. I could chalk yesterday's game up for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that was a terrible performance. I, the, the throws that he was making, uh, man, you just see from rookie quarterbacks, not experienced season vets. But I think that the Tennessee Titans have a, a deeper issue that they don't know their offensive identity without Derrick Henry. Yeah. And I think Ryan Tannehill, maybe his uncomfortability is based on 
well, this is not what we had been practicing for the last several years. I was supposed to be able to throw to Julio. I was supposed to be able to throw a slant to A.J. Brown. But more importantly, I was supposed to turn around on yeah. third and three yeah. and be able to watch 22 take it 75 <clears throat> yards. Here's... And when you take that away, it's like if I left the show in the middle of this show, mm -hmm. okay, if I just walked out, I just left, you wouldn't probably do very well. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing yeah. if you just left. Right. Now, right? now, now. If I knew that I had a whole week of preparation for a game, I'd be better, right? But it's right. So but if, let's say I take a, a guy who's never broadcasted before, or you thought could broadcast, and then you cut him, a la Desert's Patrick, and you had him sit in here. Yeah, it's good. No, it, it's, it's, the game plan is, and because this is not how it has been set up. Well, because here's the here's this the is not how the team has been structured. So, here's the thing. Um, they've lost their identity, but their it was it was working. It was actually working somewhat early on. The Titans messed up with Roger Saffold's false start. They were about to have fourth and two, which I think they could have converted. They were getting some decent runs in on that first drive. On the second drive, I've already mentioned this. They had a really good thing going. They were averaging 8.2 yards per carry on the second drive of the game, and then Ryan Tannehill threw a pick on third and six that ruined an option. So there's two field goal attempts at minimum Ruined by Roger Saffold, false start, Ryan Tannehill pick. I, I don't disagree with those, but that's why I said to, to start this show that it is a titan, a titanic problem. This is a titanic problem. Now, I, there are some uh, silver linings that we'll get to. We're not going to just do all negative show. It has felt like that, but that's what happens when you lose to the worst team in the AFC. I, I, I think that this team didn't know what to do without their leader. And they I have mean, really struggled they, with finding, like, they took advantage of the Rams because defensively they made some plays, right? That wasn't an offense. I'm talking about offense. Their offensive identity is in champions. The defense is, the defense is fine. <laughs> the defense is still playing really well. The, the Saints game, I think, also showed you that. that They didn't really have the firepower. They, the, the, the Titans' offense didn't win that game. A two-point conversion misstep by the Saints, which put them back and made one play more difficult won them that game uh, a screen pass to Dante Foreman helped but the, the the issue is much greater is how are you going and here's the big question Austin how is this team record says that they're the best team in the AFC mm -hmm. going to navigate the rest of the season without <laughs> like the leader's not coming back right we said maybe beginning early of January, January is what Diana Rossini being reported optimistic yes but how are they going to get through this slate where the Colts are on the like? I mean, they're coming. <laughs> the Colts, are, and you know who, what other team? Everybody's laughed in my face, laughed in my face when I said the Chiefs. Watch the Chiefs, bud. Watch them. I know. I looked they at the rest of their schedule, and I looked at Patrick Mahomes, they and I still said, still don't look like themselves though. Like, I know they've won four straight, right? Is the Chiefs the look better than the Tennessee Titans. Yes, because the Titans are, like, decimated by injuries. Like, again, they, they played eight player 83 and 84 yesterday. Well, and the Hilliard. Chiefs were. I mean, they, did, they, they didn't have great right, help on the, the defense. The Chiefs, the schedule has allowed them because they played awful against the Giants, got to win. <clears throat> they, I mean, the Cowboys game, they only put up 19 points. I mean, it wasn't, and the Cowboys defense allows points. Uh, at times this year. And so and it, it was at home. I'm just saying other teams are creeping up while the Titans are still figuring out their issues. Again, I, I don't think the Chiefs are, are the Chiefs of the past. They have won four and in a I row. I never once said that. I know that. I but again, the that. Titans still have a two and a half game lead over the Chiefs. 
because of the tiebreaker. And the Titans have a three-game lead over the Colts and a one-and-a-half-game lead over the Ravens. And so like, they're still in a good spot. But again, like, I, I don't know. Like, you talk about the identity thing is that I think yesterday they panicked. They, there was a freak out. Like, everything started going wrong. I, I truly feel like they, they are not going to be as bad as they were yesterday. There's no way. Because four interceptions – but and yeah, but if turnovers. they're as bad as they were yesterday against the Patriots, they lose. They lose forty-five to nine. Yeah, they don't lose by one, two scores, right? They don't. That's the difference. The teams that they're going to be facing down the stretch without their identity, they're going to get run out of the stadium. That's the issue. You can keep it close against the worst team in the AFC of the Houston Texans, but you can't keep it close against the Steelers. You can't keep it close. Hell, the Dolphins are playing better than you got to play. The 49ers are playing some of the best football in football right now. Like, and they got to play them on Thursday night before Christmas. What I'm saying is, Julio Jones, I don't think there's a magic elixir that's just going to heal, heal him. Well, they hope three right? weeks was it. Bud Dupree, I mean, you still got to have, you're they not going to have and, these guys. Well, for and a period so of time. the report on Bud Dupree from Ian Rappaport was that it's not a long term thing. They put Bud Dupree on IR at the right time because he misses two games, the bye week, and he can come back. Julio Jones missed three games, the bye week gives him an extra week, then he can come back. And so you're trying, the AJ thing, I don't know. The chest injury, I, you know, nobody knows what yeah. that looks like. He got hit hard on the shoulder hurt his chest. We don't know what that means. We'll find out more, hopefully, but I doubt it, to be honest. And, and then, so then, what's his situation like? Because if they don't have A.J. Brown, and if they don't have Marcus Johnson, who looked like he hurt his hamstring pretty bad yesterday, the way he pulled up and was holding it, they're going to go up to New England without Derrick Henry, they're, with they're Chester Rogers, NWI, Des Fitzpatrick, and a bunch of other guys. And it's not going to go very they're well. Gonna get, that, and that's what I'm saying is, you can you can get you can play the way that you played against Houston and lose by maybe you know less than 14 points but you're not going to be able to do that against good competition and i think that's my that's where i think it's the identity issue of the offense altogether it's not just a hey this is the but NFL. The, but the offense was working yesterday until Tannehill and the interceptions happened like they had 420 yards 420 yards, they ran for 100 yards, pieced together with some running backs. Uh, they all, like, when you look at the running backs, and, all three of them. And Matt says, how would y'all feel if, if they just dominated the Patriots this week? I would be shocked. I would be shocked as well. Guess what? I'm probably going to pick them to lose. <laughs> I'm going to get back on that. That's a trend. good thing for Titans fans. Yes, but, like, like they averaged 4.1 yards a carry. Uh, Adrian Peterson averaged 4.4, Hilliard averaged 5, and Foreman, who I thought looked pretty good, averaged 3.6. They need to get Tannehill moving a little bit more. You know, NWI had 107, AJ had 48, obviously Marcus Johnson got hurt, but like, it, it wasn't god-awful offensively until the interceptions happened. And the interceptions seemed to happen, like they always do, at the worst possible times. You get a big play from NWI, 46 yards. You're moving in Texas territory. Next play, bad decision, bad throw, wrong throw, whatever it might have been, interception, restart. And now the defense gets a stop, right? Because they, they they almost get the safety. Defense gets a stop. You get back now, and they didn't turn over on downs. And, again, tomorrow's going to be a big Todd Downing show because I have some stats that I put together last night 
in some this morning about what the Titans offense is unable to do at the beginning of games and why Todd Downing hasn't adjusted. Well, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball 52 times is not a recipe. And then I've, I've got, I've got play action pass stats. Uh, so it's crazy. Uh, yesterday, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, if you watched the game last night, Roethlisberger and, um, Justin Herbert both threw the ball 40 times because they scored 41 and 37 points. Tannehill threw the ball 52 times and scored 13. Because he threw four interceptions. <laughs> like when, when you throw four interceptions, you don't score. But that's just four passes. That's 48. <laughs> no, I know that, but, it, but that ends drives where there could be points. And they also were, they also had two uh, turnover on downs. No. And, and so there's, so there's six possessions that ended in turnovers by the offense, and you missed the possession because Chester Rogers let the punt hit him in the foot. All right. So seven, they, they, it's seven possessions. Now we, we decompress because uh, fact of the matter is, this is like anything, you move forward in life, and the Titans lost to the Texans. The Texans are now two and eight, <laughs> and the Titans are now eight and three. But let's be productive today and not just sit there and, uh, and continue the rain that came down <laughs> yesterday. And let's find one positive. All you got to do is one. You don't have to do a lot. One positive that came out of yesterday's loss. Just give me something good that uh, it could be in the future. It could be from yesterday. It could be about the team. It could be, hey, you think Vrabel's got this under control. It could be Todd Dowding just didn't feel good. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But one positive in the comments section on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitch, broadcasting live. That's what we will, and we'll read some comments to, to kind of, and we got to be fair, right? This is not just, uh, hey, go, go Titans when they win, and oh, uh, you suck when you lose. Uh, let's be productive here. Okay. First, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you guys need to go to get your next ride. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. They do have inventory in stock for this holiday season. So whether you're looking for a new vehicle for you or your family, maybe you've got a 16-year-old son or daughter, you're thinking about, hey, what's a good, safe ride that I could get them? That is a Hyundai. If your wife is maybe looking for a brand-new car and saying, look, I'm tired of this minivan. Everybody's making fun of me in the car in the carpool lane. I want you to upgrade. Well, they've got a Hyundai Palisade, which is a full-size SUV, great for the kids, great for a family, and they have them in stock at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Don't forget, download that BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZSports. You get a risk-free bet up to 1000 bucks after your first deposit and win your first bet. That's BetMGM. Download the app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And we're gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889. 9789. Zach, I'll send you to the comment section. What are some of these positives that people are talking about? Uh, Andrew starts with NWI about to get a huge workload increase. Yeah, that's and he, true. Showed, he showed some flashes. Yeah. He's, I mean, he was wide receiver one. He had seven catches on eight targets for a buck seven, long of 46 and 15 yards per catch. I and mean, that was really good. Uh, Daniel brings up Dante Foreman. Looks like he can contribute when called upon a little bit more than, you know, Adrian Peterson was a, a, a flash in the pan for yesterday. Overall, they ironically, stopped using it. ironically, Adrian Peterson had the most carries for the most yards. Well, and it was, but then they stopped using it. Though. Well, he got the bulk of his stuff. He had a 16 yard carry, uh, a five yard carry, then a 12 yard carry, all boom, boom, boom. 
and then he just hit a wall and he couldn't do it anymore. He also, you know, how I mentioned Saffold false start. Uh, Marcus Johnson dropped the, the kickoff and Chester Rogers the, with the punt botch. Remember Adrian Peterson just dropped the ball on the toss. On the, and, yeah. Now the Titans converted that, that. No, they didn't convert that third down. That's what led to them needing fourth and two where Saffold got the false start. So he just dropped the ball after catching it on a sweep. Like so many stupid things happened in that game to guys that are usually reliable. So let's go back to positives. Yes, uh, Max sorry. says no injuries on defense. I know every positive gets to a negative. Naquan <laughs> Jones got hurt. We uh, don't know that situation. Um, and uh, one positive c- coming in here is the offensive line. Nobody came out of the offensive line. The first time all season that all starting five offensive linemen played 100% of the snaps. Ironic, right? Jay Rome is refusing, says, I honestly can't come up with a positive. Uh, very discouraged after that. Uh, Angie's stomach ache finally went away. Tart, so, T.R. Tart also got hurt. There, so there, is a, there goes that no injuries in the defense. Uh, the horrendous game ended, Jamie said, because uh, that was a tough game. And you know what? For Titans fans, and this, again, it doubles down as how difficult it is. It was at home, right? It was in front of your home fans. Mm-hmm. You made them sit through that. I knew a, a lot of people that were at that game in rain jackets. and Ponchos. Yeah. That, that, tough. Uh, Austin, what is a positive that came out of yesterday's game? Uh, it, you know, it's not all – it's not a super positive thing because I definitely think he was a part of one of the turnovers for Ken Hill. I think Des Fitzpatrick catching a touchdown pass – and having another third down conversion earlier in the game too, that's good, right? Like, like the guy's been through hell. Like, Des Fitzpatrick has been through it. Of being a fourth-round pick, not producing whatsoever in training camp, getting embarrassed and cut because he couldn't do anything in training camp, working silently on the practice squad where he was getting a lot of props from Aukerman and Vrabel of his practice squad work. Now he gets called up. He gets one catch last week for no yards. But yesterday, you know, two two catches, I think, one touchdown and a third down conversion. Like, I'm not saying it was great, but you like to see somebody succeed after getting themselves in a hole to start their career. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, ones that I do want to mention because people have been bringing up Hilliard. Hilliard looked good, uh, and I thought he – he surprised a lot of people, right? A little bit of a scat back out of the backfield that can get in space. Touched the ball 15 times. He had some drops. Uh, so not all. One of his drops was actually a good drop because it didn't allow the clock to run on that last drive before the half. Yeah, but multiple drops is never good. And I turned to you. I said, that gets you cut in and preseason. He, and he fumbled, which led to the Ferkser touchdown, which I don't know how to rule that when lucky, it comes to the box. Lucky. Uh, yes. That's what you mean. Fortunate. Uh, here's my positive. How do we view a defense last year with this guy? A liability? Yeah. Oh, that was a very <laughs> kind way of putting it. Yeah. Right? That's not the case. I thought they played very well in red zone when they were put in really bad situations. Mm-hmm. That pick that went almost the length and, and put the defense in first and goal, and they held tough to force them to three points. You have a defense, and Shane Bowen has gotten his defense with different players from last year to play better. And they haven't had their $80 million man, Bud Dupree, consistent, uh-uh. right? Yeah. But Harold Landry's played well. The front four in general, I think, has played well. They've had guys step up in injuries that happened to Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. 
Kevin Byard was playing. I mean, he had some big stops yesterday. It, it's crazy. Tackling. The, the Titans, I'm, I'm just going to, the, the Texans had, listen to this, 13 of the Texans' 22 points were off of Titans' offensive turnovers. And off of those Titans' turnovers, to get those 13 points, the Texans gained zero yards, kicked a field goal. They gained, um, they gained five yards and scored a touchdown. They gained negative four yards and kicked a field goal. So think about it. Three Titans turnovers, two interceptions in the Chester Rogers uh, botched punt, total of one yard, 13 points for the Texans. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's good. And – that's why I say the identity issue, the identity crisis is here, not on the defensive side of the You want to know that here are the Texans uh, sec, after the Titans made it 19 to 6. Here are the Texans drives. Three plays, minus two, punt. Three plays, nine yards, punt. Three plays, one yard, punt. Three plays, nine yards, punt. Four plays, minus four, field goal. Three plays, minus six, punt. They're the worst team in the AFC. I just saw this, and I, need, I, I knew we are doing a positive segment, but I, this is negative. For the first time, and this is why I say, to answer the question, this is not just about the NFL. Austin, for the first time since 1979, mm-hmm. the best team in the conference lost to the worst team in the conference. That was the Steelers. Terry Bradshaw was playing at the time, and they lost to the 0-6 Bengals. That was the last time that the best team in the AFC or a conference, this is actually a conference, either yeah, conference, right. lost to the worst team. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think this is a titanic issue. Uh, they have some things that they can kind of fall back on defensively, but this offense, uh, it's just not something that we would think of coming off of what, year was what they were yesterday, 1979. And who was it? The Steelers at 5-1 and one lost to the 0-6 Bengals. Who won the Super Bowl that year? The Steelers? Yeah. Did you check that? I per- No, I haven't yet, but Lindsey from the Bone and Joint Institute is a Steelers fan from Pittsburgh in Nashville, and I'm pretty damn sure that the Steelers won the Super Bowl because they won four in six, four, four and five, or four and six? Four and six. So- they were 12 and four. And they beat the Rams 31-19. So there you go. The, the Titans are winning the Super Bowl. Is that what? Go to BetMGM.com. The, the odds are getting longer today. BetMGM, get your free, I'm going to take my money, my free $10 that I got this morning that came in eight minutes ago. Free bet from our Money Monday club. I'm putting that on the Titans. <laughs> wow. I, I, that, so you can so take I, that I, stat and shove it. Well, right we where started it came as from. a negative, yes, and ended as a positive. Yes. How about that for some Monday trivia? Wow, the Titans are winning the Super Bowl. The Titans are winning the Super Bowl. Done. Book it. Over. Because the last time this <laughs> occurred, the, the team won the Super Bowl in any conference. That's hilarious. 1979. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, so there we go. Is that a good way to send us to, to bad sales job? Yeah, I think so. That was pretty amazing. There right. Go. How about There's that? There's hope. Here on A to Z Sports and, and here live from the Bone and Joint Institute, we're here to just give you guys hope after the best team in the conference loses to the worst team in the conference. All yeah. right, A to Z Sports here live. Uh, can, I, can I have one joke, though? 
yes, you may. Uh, my buddy Chip tweeted this yesterday that, of course, with Jeff Fisher in attendance, the Titans couldn't get their ninth win of the season. No, because they're they're eight days. <laughs> okay, A to Z Sports here live on this Monday from the Bone and Joint Institute. It is time for bad sales job on this Monday. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's uh, creating extra cash flow for you and your family or by creating that long-term equity that turns into long-term wealth that helps you get retirement plan ready. Rent Estate is a great option for you down the road. The long play is the great play. Renterswarehouse.com. They're the landlords. You're not the landlord. You just get the money. Renterswarehouse.com. Well, I, I did this before we get to bad sales job, and I was like, man, I wonder what the cost of living was in 1979. So I, I went to people, thepeoplehistory.com, and – what do you think the average income per year was? This is, this is America? crazy. Is this America? Yes. Okay. The average income per year in 1979. You'll never guess this. I mean, uh, like 18,000. No. Oh, 18,000? Oh, $17,500. I busted. <laughs> I missed it. The price is wrong. The average uh, cost of a new house was $58,000. That's crazy. I mean, $58,000 in Nashville for a new house won't even get you a sink. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Little fun facts uh, for 1979 is we've revealed the Titans are winning the Super Bowl this year. The Titans are winning the Super Bowl. Based on history. Yeah. All right. Bad sales job time uh, here on the show. Zach, would you like to start giving me the bad sales? I I have a good one. What's the record? Uh, I think you're up 1615 to two. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause man, I pulled out the big guns last week. I've got a good one. That is a big gun, but it is a good one. And it, it, it's timely, and it makes a lot of sense. But what you are going to have to do, because this week is, as they say, rivalry week, you are going to have to tell us why Vanderbilt is going to beat Tennessee like Tennessee just beat South Alabama. Oh, so 60-14 to 14 was the final score. Tennessee surprised. I mean, surprised you and I. We thought. That, yeah, we we thought South Alabama. Would come. But you're gonna have to tell us why Clark Lee and the Fighting Commodores of Vanderbilt will win and beat Tennessee this week, sixty to fourteen. Uh, let me get a stopwatch uh, on my computer. It's very pretty good, I think. Uh, stopwatch is ready. You got thirty seconds to sell us. But before you get to to this bad sales job, I got to do one thing. Yeah. I'm not starting yet. I was just, oh. just going to gather my. I, okay. I, I felt like. Okay. You like you have to, you have to, I thought you could have gone. Like after the bumper video, there has to be somebody uh, that like says, yeah, bad sales job. We, we kind of have to have a rejoin. All right. Bad like, sales job. All right, sit in this, re, re-ask it again. You, you, you have to tell us why Tennessee is going to lose to Vanderbilt 60-14 to 14 this week. Vandy has two things going their way. First, Tennessee just got bowl eligible by beating South Alabama. The motivation is not as high for the Vols right now. It's also on Thanksgiving weekend, so that means more less people will be in Neyland Stadium. Actually, three things working for Vandy. 
Vandy has covered three spreads against their last three SEC opponents. Clark Lee's football team is getting better. He said yesterday in an interview that this is, his team is desperate for a win. They're going to pull out all the stops to smack Tennessee on Saturday. All right, here we go. <laughs> Didn't concentrate on the 60, but, hey, valued effort, I guess. <laughs> all right. Dang it. I was going to do something with, with, with Mississippi State. But now I feel like I can't do that. And you can do whatever you'd like. It's a bad sales job. <clears throat> the one of the best bad sales jobs was the was it starts with agriculture, which was that was the first. That bad was sales. the first one, which was because of Mississippi State. Okay, Zach, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I want. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I guess I'm gonna have. No, I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't know. If, I have nothing for you. I'm sorry. I've got nothing for you. Oh, you're conceding. I'm going to concede. I've got nothing. I, I don't want to go down a certain lane, and so I'm not going to avoid it. I and I can't repeat the Mississippi State thing because I've done it before. And I just remembered that. Uh, I, I think I'm just done. I mean, I'll I take. It. I don't have I'll anything. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. I don't have anything. Three. I don't have anything. Man, in the history, uh, Austin just lays down and takes the loss. Yeah, you know, it's. I just don't have anything right now. Bad sales jobs on the bottom of my priority list. All my right. bad. So, um, what's the record now? I'm up two. Yeah, seventeen, I'm, fifteen, I'm and two. Starting to churn. Yeah. I, I, Bobby says you can't come up with a bad sales job. Not, not one that's gonna win. Wow. Well, uh, preparation meets opportunity means uh, uh, you take the loss. Yeah. Yep. Yep, All right. that's fine with me. I can take it. So uh, I'll take the win officially. What you could have done mm -hmm. is you could have gone with why Florida should have never uh, fired Dan Mullen. I think that would have been a good one. Yeah, but I know like that doesn't matter to you. Like it's not like putting you in a bad spot. Well, it, it's selling. It's that. but again, that's you would you would have been able to do that because there's there's an easy. I believe that would be an easy job for you to do. And like, Bo Bobby, I think you agree with this. That was a worse showing than the Titans. Yeah, because yesterday. I didn't show up. <laughs> agree. I didn't. I didn't show up. Well, I mean, there's just no. There's nothing that I have that's going to beat you, and so it's a waste of time. Wave the white flag. Yeah, I did. Like, there's nothing there. There's. I've got nothing there. It, it could. It could have been that. It was a Des Fitzpatrick like performance. Didn't show up. Not prepared. He did some Des boo. Boo, you guys can boo me, but there's there's nothing there's nothing here that I could get Zach on after what he made me do. So I'll, I'll concede. That's no problem. All right, uh, I'll take the win. So uh, a Titans victory, a win on a, a subtle win late on a Monday uh, morning. We do want to thank Bone and Joint Institute. They've been awesome and continue to be, and they are there for you. And that's the best part. State of the art facility here in Franklin. Austin and I have both used the doctors that are here and, and provide care, whether you have a shoulder, a hip, a knee. I mean, injuries happen. We yeah, know that, right? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, luckily, I've stayed somewhat healthy um, through the, the Physi this season. Physically. Physically. <laughs> physically uh, healthy. <laughs> but physically, that's what I mean. Look, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I guess they could help you emotionally. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, that's what they're here for. Come here in Franklin, the state-of-the-art facility, Bone and Joint Institute. They provide our great doc talks, yep. which have helped. through. And look, God knows the Titans have had a lot I, of injuries. I saw Dr. Watson for a second earlier before the show. Uh, we're going to do something uh, to help 
uh, with the Derrick Henry thing, we're going to talk to him maybe, you know, three weeks, four weeks or so, whenever Derrick Henry should be around that spot of getting back to doing some training. They kind of do a reset on that. But uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Don't forget Buck Rising back live with A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. Also, the podcast network and the website get a bunch of content out there. A to Z Sports Nashville.com is where to go. A to Z Sports.com slash Nashville, whichever one floats your boat. We'll talk to you guys later on. Thanks. Adios.